Welcome to My COVID Diary. My name is Andrea Hardiker and this is My COVID Diary. Like everybody else worldwide, I'm trying to get to grips with a whole new lifestyle during the corona pandemic and I decided to chart my journey here. July 6th, 2020. So today is officially my last day in my 40s. I feel the need to mourn a little. I've enjoyed being in my 40s. It's been quite a decade. But before I get on to that, first some good news during these troubled times. At the height of the coronavirus here in the UK, I, like everyone else, had an on-off relationship with the news. One story that did catch my eye was the story of the Martin family from Wales, whose father, Mal, was rushed to intensive care. He was given a zero chance of survival. The story stuck with me because his children are about the same age as mine, in their teens, and they'd obviously been close. I also read about the father's symptoms while keeping a close eye on my own sick husband, always a little frightened that he would suddenly deteriorate and we'd be in a similar position. I learned about the hell the Martins went through, unable to speak or cuddle Mal, only able to interact via video or phone link. And I looked at photographs of his children and wife and thought of all the wonderful things he and they would miss out on if he didn't make it. It was heartbreaking. I read about his children's pledge to make him proud and thought about the difficult journey they would have ahead of them. And I wished, and to be honest, despite my religious reservations, actually prayed that he'd recover. So the good news is, he has, and on Thursday was told he could return home. His story popped up on my computer screen and I genuinely couldn't have been happier than to see his smiling face alongside a headline calling his recovery a miracle. Mal has quite a way to go yet, but he's alive and he's going home. Having been through a slightly similar process with my father-in-law, I know a little bit about how joyous and overwhelming that situation will be for the family and I genuinely wish them all the very best. It just goes to show you should never give up hope. Life in England is edging closer and closer to some sort of normal. Pubs opened over the weekend with social distancing measures still observed, but the streets are busier and most people in general seem more relaxed about it all. The financial repercussions of lockdown I imagine have yet to be fully felt, but I had an interesting chat with a nurse at the weekend who told me that our local hospital at Airedale had very few cases, far less than anticipated, and that most of the care homes locally, bar one, seemed to be faring well. So again, this is good news. Fingers crossed. I've realised, however, that I need to be more mindful of how others perceive the risk. I feel quite comfortable, to be honest, and I'm fairly relaxed at this point. Perhaps I'm being foolish, I don't know. I'm still careful, especially around older people, and I use hand gel and wash my hands after being out and wear a mask when required. But all I can say is that the terror that gripped me in those early days is definitely eased. I'm no longer panicky about supermarkets or people in general. But having met with a friend last week, I've had to realise that not everyone feels the same. 
I wonder if I was a little flippant about it all. I didn't mean to be. It's just difficult when you're at ease to remember that others aren't. This perhaps may be something we'll all have to face at some point or another. When you're at a point in your journey, it's always useful to be mindful that some people will inevitably be either behind or ahead of you. We all go at our own pace. And as I said, I may be foolish in feeling the way I do. Only time will tell. So getting back to my introduction to this podcast, what have I done in my 40s? And what am I doing in my last days of this decade? It's funny, isn't it? When you're young, you think that teens and your 20s are the coolest, most vital times, and anything beyond that is getting on a bit and bound to be a bore. But to be honest, I'd swap my 40s for my 20s in a heartbeat. I'm now far closer to being a fully formed creature, someone who's still getting to know herself. I know, I'm a bit of a slow learner. And I'm probably still emerging, to be honest. But I feel a lot more comfortable than I did when I was young. My 20s were full of doubt and uncertainty. Life is still full of uncertainty and probably always will be, but the difference is in the way I approach it. Full throttle, rather than hovering round the edges. In the last decade... I started running, given up running, bought and trained a pup who's now nearing her winter years. I've hosted a blog, learned how to build websites, been a board member at a literature festival, run workshops, joined various bands, performed live on stage, played various gigs, completed an MA, written a novel, had stories published and most importantly navigated my kids through childhood to their teens. I've also obviously learned how to podcast. That all sounds so terribly glamorous and easy. It's not all been plain sailing. These are just the good bits. There have of course been some absolute humdingers. But I suppose the point is, as you get older, you learn to navigate those a little better. Through all of this has been my lovely other half. I'll never forget the day he walked in when I was listening back to a recording of a story I'd written. The look on his face. What are you playing at, he said, staring at me like I was someone he'd only just met. I didn't know what he meant. Get on the stage. Get writing. I had no idea you could do that. To be honest, up until that point, I had no idea either. But I did get on the stage. And I did carry on writing, and I loved it. He was the same with my music. It was Paul who was the one who literally forced me to sing in public at an open mic by putting my name down on a list. I was furious, terrified and excited all in one go. But once again, I did it and discovered a whole new person within myself. I'm lucky to have someone that supportive behind me. One of the most life-changing things I've done over the years was a course in Buddhism, the principles of which I reckon will see me through the rest of my days, with a few top-ups here and there. The course taught me about being me and about being confident in who I am, enabling me to worry less about who others might perceive me to be. I'm not everyone's cup of tea, and that's fine. I no longer waste any time worrying about it. 
I've learned that true friends can handle you saying no and can handle you having different opinions to theirs. The best friends, in my opinion anyway, are the ones who make you stop and think, who challenge you at times, who perhaps see your flaws but hopefully don't worry too much about them, who understand that you can make mistakes or be mistaken. None of us are perfect. I've lost a couple of friends along the way too, which kind of surprised me. But then I tend to automatically consider people friends when I spend time with them. And it's made me realise that that's not always the case. There are always going to be people you naturally move on from when life gets busy. But there are others who you realise are simply not who you thought they were. Or perhaps you're not who they thought you were. Either way, at this stage in life, you're more comfortable with letting them go. It has been a challenge, but at the same time, strangely liberating. So what lies ahead? Children possibly flying the nest, one this year if all goes to plan regarding Corona. I'm excited for Joe and slightly terrified. I like to know he's safe, but I also know that as a sociable boy, he's going to have a great time and learn some fantastic new skills along the way. Beth too has left school young. She's just turned 16 and will be travelling to Leeds every day rather than to her local secondary school. She's off to study music. I'm so excited for her. I never had the courage to do that. I'm also glad that she's not quite at the age of leaving home just yet, but get the feeling there'll be no stopping her soon. There are some challenges I'm setting myself too. No more procrastination. There are things I want to achieve and I'd rather do it now. I have another novel to write, which, to be honest, fills me with nothing but dread. It's a long, slow process with no guarantee at the end of it. But it's one I'm keen to pursue. The first novel sits in a drawer. It's not quite right, but I need space from it before I can really fix it. And I'm not ready to dig in yet. In the past few weeks... I've written two new songs, with some others humming away in the background. I've also discovered another new instrument, the banjo, which I've kind of fallen in love with. This tends to happen regularly. I'm a bit of a music flirt. I flitted from piano to ukes to mouth organs, drums, violin, melodica, spoons, clarinet, pretty much whatever I can get my hands on, apart from the guitar, strangely. I wrote my first song ever last summer, around this time, after I got a new baritone uke for my birthday. It's very much like a very small guitar, and the song just sort of popped out. So I wrote another two, and since then there've been the odd song here and there, with a burst around Christmas time for a gig we'd planned at the Bronte Museum later this year. As you'll know if you've been a regular listener, I've taken a bit of a break from music during lockdown, but recently I was decorating and noticed a banjo sat lonely in the corner. The banjo, kindly lent to me by my father-in-law, who's doing incredibly well by the way, yielded a new song within minutes of being in my hand. Songwriting, therefore, has become a new focus. I've a bit to learn, but that's okay. It's just another journey, and it's a journey on which I feel kind of safe. Music has always been an easy conversation for me. 
I know instinctively when to come in, when to leave, when to shout and when to remain silent. It's probably the place I feel most at home, so I look forward to more music in the days to come. The best thing about a significant birthday like this is hearing from old friends. I know I've said this before, but last week I heard from my cousin, five days older than me. You can seriously tell as well if you look close enough. I spent so much of my childhood and teen years with Jennifer and we've gone through some excruciatingly funny moments together. So I searched everywhere for a present that was suitable and settled on a sea glass necklace from St Andrews where we camped as 12 year olds in our matching Adidas t-shirts and jeans. We developed our first joint crush on that holiday. Billy, the boy who fixed the penny machines. And we wrote up a plan of action as to how to win him over. Billy was tall with dark hair and brown eyes, if I remember rightly. He may even have had an earring. And he was possibly a good year or two older than us. Our plan included learning how to swear. He did, so we would too. We wrote out a list of possible swear words and decided to hang out with as many of his friends as possible to get closer to him. There was just one fatal flaw. His friends didn't really want to hang around with two 12-year-old girls. There are photos of us somewhere from that time. We were so young and it's so funny to look back on. When we packed up from camping, we also absent-mindedly left our plan to get Billy in the pocket of her family tent. It was found years later by her dad, who obviously found it a hoot. I really hope to see Jennifer soon. I can still hear her laugh, and now that our kids are older, it shouldn't be so hard for us to get together. I also heard from another good cousin recently, unfortunately in less happy circumstances. Her father, my dad's oldest brother, had sadly passed. I spent a lot of time with Gillian and her brother when I was young and we were very close and again have a lot of good memories. So we spoke on the phone and between tears there was genuine laughter and a genuine eagerness to reunite soon. My thoughts are with her and her brother at this time. So all in all, on this day, the last day of my 40s, I can only hope that the next decade is as good as this. The last 10 years was all the better because of the people I shared them with, family and friends who supported me and joined me on various journeys, and my kids who always surprise and challenge me. I'll no doubt have a bit of a headache for the next few days through celebrating, but I'm going to toast my 40s. They really have been a blast.